Welcome to Men's Book Club. I almost missed your cue there. I oh, I and I forgot the oh, we gotta do whatever. Welcome to Ben's what? What did I do? Welcome. No, I didn't harmonize. Oh, uh, damn. Okay, no, we're gonna continue. Welcome to Men's Book Club. Men's Book Club. There you go. Yeah, we did it. We haven't done it in a while. <sighs> Rusty. It's not your fault. Rusty. It's not your, I'm not gonna blame you this. <laughs> 2020, next, uh, yeah. 2023 is not good. Uh, when did we start this? 2020? No, 2023. 2024 sucks already. Wait, we're nowhere wait, wait, near wait, wait, it. Wait, did we start this? 2021? Yeah, yeah we started this 21. Wow. Yeah, we're... Woof. We're, we're not getting cool anymore. We better... Uh, better we're, fuck, we're fucking crazies here. We're fucking crazies. Um, <clears throat> all right. Today, we are discussing an age-old novel. No, not really. Um... It looks like it from the cover, but it's really not. Um, it's Old School by Tobias Wolf. Now, thank you for reading. T-Wolf. T-Wolf. Thank you for reading this because up until Nobody you... Nobody else re- up in- recommended it to one no. <laughs> I try not to recommend books. The, but up until you read it and gave it back to me and you were like, oh, I looked up Tobias Wolf. Yeah. I had no idea how to pronounce this guy's name. So thank you. Wait, I, I said that? Yeah, you were like, I looked up Tobias oh, Wolf. Oh, did you think his name was Tobias? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the only reason I know it's Arrested Development had a character named Tobias. Ah, uh, so you so got to cheat. Boy Meets World. Who's Tobias on me? Boy Meets World. I don't know. Oh no, Tobias. Something else. It was like I thought it might have been like Topanga's dad or something, but I don't think it is. I think it's just a guy. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> All right, um, Old School by Tobias Wolf. Um, Book was written in 2003, if I remember that correctly. Yeah, you know what? I, I wouldn't have guessed it. Yeah, me neither. It's a very, it. it's a very, here's a pun, old school book. <laughs> um, so, so overall, I don't think there's a lot of plot in the book in general. Uh, overall, it's about a school of um, very, it's almost like an Ivy League, but not really. Um, it's a literary school prep school where everybody basically wants to be the next famous writer and all these kids are in the school together it's an all-male school did your high school have that well this is different but did your high school have like if you're uh into science you go to a special school if you're into communications no no because i think like the manalpin schools the manalpin marlboro no like you could do that. I mean, this is different. This seems like a private. Yeah, yeah. This seems like they specifically went for for this. Um, they're probably wealthy. Yeah, I don't. I, wealthy no. parents. Like, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a private school, probably half a million dollars um, a year. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 kids go here and they all want to become the next writers. And one of the perks that they get is that the headmaster that's there has an in with some of the famous writers and basically famous authors come in every once in a while and basically choose one of the pieces that the students write and uh, have a conversation with that kid. And it seems like optional. I don't even know if they have to. No, you don't have to do it, but everybody wants to do it. Yeah, they want to make um, the people. There are three authors that come in throughout this book. The first one, well, not through, come in, but the first one is Robert Frost, the poet. Um, the second one is Ayn Rand, and the third one is Ernest Hemingway. And basically, you know, everybody everybody's competing so that they can get, you know, that hour of alone time with Robert Frost. And 
they think that if they sit there with Robert Frost for that hour, he's going to give them the boost that they need so they could be famous writers. So obviously everybody's competing. Everybody wants to write. So before these famous authors come, they're all heads down, writing, 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 writing. Um, Robert Frost comes and the main character who never really gets a name, the protagonist in this book, doesn't really have a name. He's telling it from first person. Um, his roommate or friend ends up winning the time with Robert Frost. And as pretentious as you would assume this to be, the kid decides, I don't know if I'm going to meet up with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's Robert Frost and he's coming here to talk to you. Yeah, I don't know if I, I want to. The protagonist like, I'll do it. Like, but you didn't win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this guy that won. Didn't yeah, it doesn't want to do it. Um, which does nothing more than just show you like the 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 again the pretentiousness of these students and the kids all come from wealthy families. Um, the second author that comes in is Ayn Rand, and she you know wrote the Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged, and she's she turned into a political figure. This book, by the way, is set in the '60s. Um, she turned into a political figure around that time from her books. Her books became like almost known to be political, politically divisive. Um, and she comes into the school, and right before she comes to the school, the protagonist picks up, I think it was Fountainhead, and he obsesses over it. Over and over, he keeps reading it over and over and over again. And he gets this obsession with this book, so much so that he doesn't focus on anything else. His friendships, his relationships, he becomes so obsessed with every single thing that she writes. It's almost like she's writing to him, which is uh, both kind of cool and very weird. But then they meet Ayn Rand, and he is so turned off by her. She's a very horrible communicator. She's a very rude person. She thinks herself better than everybody. She basically shames people for the way that they think. She's not a nice person. And that kind of shatters the glass of like what he thought of yeah. Ayn Rand. Which is what happens when you probably meet your Yeah, uh, your idols. Yeah. yeah. Your idols. Don't <laughs> don't meet the people you like. Um the last one is Ernest Hemingway. And he basically the protagonist's favorite author. He's he cannot wait until he meets Ernest Hemingway. He loves Ernest Hemingway. The problem is that he was so focused on this whole Atlas Shrug, uh, um, uh, the Fountainhead book, he he didn't leave enough time to focus on the Ernest Hemingway competition. And now the time was running out. He had nothing in his brain. It seemed like he was discombobulated. He didn't know what to write. He didn't know what to do. Um, and he ended up, he was like, you know, I'm not going to compete in this time. I'm just going to sit here and go through there's a school newspaper that he works on i'm just going to go through some of these articles and basically throw out the rejected ones that you know we agreed we're not going to put in the newspaper whatever um this is the night before Ernest Hemingway comes and as he's going through the reject pile he sees a story written by a girl from the all, all girls school that i guess is like somewhere near them he picks it up and he reads the story and he's so touched by it he feels like it's his story because she's talking about how she wasn't seen for who she was. Um, people saw her as like a different person and and she never had confidence. Um, he ends up taking that story and reads it and reads it and reads it. And he's very emotional about it. And basically using that story kind of makes up his own version of that story where like, you know, her, her womanness is basically he changes it to his Jewishness. <laughs> 
you know, like it's just small things to show like, oh, I was never proud of who I was because of my gender. And he's like, oh, I was never proud of where I was because of my religion. I didn't want to be looked at. Basically changes like little pieces here and there, but it's still her story. But in his head, that story is about him. So all he did was write his version of that story. Um, Submits it. It ends up being so emotional to a lot of people that he wins. He was going to meet Ernest Hemingway. And they end up finding out that he he basically plagiarized the entire thing. Um, Gets... Gets kicked out of school because it's Ernest Hemingway. I mean, it's he's a big deal. And Ernest Hemingway ends up dying before he comes to the school. And the kid gets, gets kicked out of school and he has to go back home. And we'll get to him later. But it turns out that all along, the, the dean or the headmaster, yeah. I don't know what his title yeah. is, uh, one of them, all along was lying also because he never really knew Ernest Hemingway. But he got the job because people assumed that he did, and he just, he ended up, he was working in the same area that Ernest Hemingway was. They were both in the same war. They were both driving the ambulances in Europe. They were both in the same area, but they never really had a conversation. So when he came back, he told them, and somebody had assumed. Oh, yeah, I know he does. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you, oh, my God, wasn't that the same one as Hemingway? He never said, uh, to his defense, he said he never said that he was, which is true. He never, I mean, that's what he says. He never said that he knew Ernest Hemingway. He just also never denied it. So people come up to him and be like, oh, you worked in that platoon, blah, blah. Wasn't that Ernest Hemingway's? And he's like, that was Ernest Hemingway. And that's it. And they'll be like, oh, wow, so you worked with him. And he's like, I know Ernest Hemingway. As in, like, I know of him. You know, he was basically... faking a friendship without having to admit it and he's hid the secret for so long so he's kind of glad that Ernest Hemingway didn't end up coming because people assumed that they were friends but Ernest Hemingway had no idea who the fuck this guy is um so the headmaster ends up leaving after this because he's riddled by guilt because the kid had to leave for plagiarizing and lying and so did the headmaster now so he basically left uh the story keeps going he basically you know, we follow him. It, it skips forward. He works in like newspapers and magazines throughout his older career, and he ends up getting invited back to the school. And the whole time that he's growing up, he's very embarrassed by what happened in that school. But he got invited back, and nobody remembered it. It was like an obsession yeah, that no, he had. Nobody probably would remember that. Nobody cared. It was just like for him, it was the most humiliating thing that's ever happened, and he was so depressed and anxious about it. And he gets an email from like one of the old headmasters and he's like, hey, you want to come give a speech? And in his head is like, why would they give me a speech? I, I, I ruined the reputation of the school. And they're like, oh, we don't even remember that. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and it, it was it's a very it's a very cool way to end the story because it was like a guy who has nothing. Then he has a story. Finally, he's going to meet his idol. Then it goes to nothing. And then he thinks that it's a big deal and it's not. It's a very weird arc to the story. It's nice. But what I really liked is the author was able to do all of this without really creating like um, too much, I guess like too much of a plot, really. Yeah, there were, it wasn't that much of a, yeah, it was just the authors, really. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, and, maybe yeah. the three. And it's a very short book, even though a lot of things happen in it, but he doesn't focus too much on a lot of things. Like, even the writing process, they say that in the 
when the students can't figure out what to write, they start copying other authors' work over and over, hoping that like inspiration strikes yeah, which, them. Which makes sense. I mean, you know, I guess if you're doing comedy, you know, you're watching a lot of yeah uh, comedy. Yeah, yeah, maybe like read the book. You don't have to write it, but no, they maybe, were writing. Yeah, write, maybe yeah. they write it down. But I mean, I'm sure you're. They always say to do that. I think. Yeah, I yeah, and it, I mean, it worked. It seemed like it worked for a lot of them, but um, yeah, he 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 really liked the fact that he was um, competing until the point that he didn't know how to compete anymore. And then all of a sudden it stopped. You know, in the beginning of the book, he talks about how there were only four other kids to worry about. And then when he couldn't figure out what to write, he was like, oh, I'm such a shitty writer. I don't know how to write. You know, I'm not, I'm not good at this. And he had to copy somebody else's story, basically. But what I found was really, I think the only strange part to me about this entire book was this obsession with, with Ayn Rand's book. Mm. It was just, I, I, I don't get it. I've never read the book. Maybe that's what it does. But it, yeah. it, it almost, like in the, in the novel, he made it seem like he w- it was like a drug almost. Like it was an obsession. He's like, I read it five times. And when I was done, I turned the book over and I read it. And this girl that he has a crush on was like, oh, can I borrow the book? And he's like, no. And he snaps, snaps it from her. It just, they made it seem like that book was so addicting. The, 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 the twist was good because I, you know, Ernest Hemingway dies around that time. Mm-hmm. So they could have went the route where like he won and he died. And he didn't come right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what's going to happen. Yeah, me too. I thought me, that he was going to, he was going to die before he came to yeah, the school. Yeah, which is like. But he he did, but the game Bef- was like yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the kid got caught before yeah, Hemingway came. Because I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. I think they left just enough time for like the kid to think that he was going to yes. embarrass himself yeah. in front of his idol. Yeah. You know, like, damn, this is the guy that I look up to the most, and now he's going to look at me like a plagiarist joke. Meanwhile, Ernest Hemingway is like, I am going to shoot myself here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, uh, other issues. Yeah, um, bigger issues. <laughs> uh, bigger issues. I, I th- didn't read anything. Uh, that's not. That's not true. That's not true. I did read one thing for Ernest Hemingway. Um, what did you read? Old Man in the Sea. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah, that one's a quick one. It's, good. it's, it's, good. it's a nice quick one. Yeah. Um, I I think I just don't understand the obsession too much, but I also know like his big. Big novels are really like Farewell to Arms, mm. and those are the big ones. Um, maybe we'll do that at one point. But well, Old Man's and Sea has that good quote, right? About um, got to be more specific. It was like a man could be like defeated, uh, destroyed, but not defeated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is a great, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is a great quote. Yeah, which always the, sticks with me. It was a very simple book with again not much of a plot, really. It, you know, a fisherman and a boy on a sea, and like the, it's just it. it yeah, the fisherman with like really bad luck. Who yeah. Never catch anything, and then they go up against like. A, yeah. It, it it's a it's a good story, but it's not like a, it's not like an epic adventure. It's not like Moby Dick. No. You know, like it's just no, it's uh, true. It's true. Just, uh, yeah, just guys floating in the sea. But anyway, um, this book was really good for me because I I, I like the way that it was written. It was written in a way that um, you would assume a prep school kid would act in the 60s, which that's fun. Um, two, it was very quick and short. There really wasn't that many, um, what was it, how many pages was this? 180 pages. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very small. Um, 
there were still twists, but not in the way where it was like a thriller or anything like no, that. It was just, not a it was like I didn't see the ending coming. Um, no, I did not. I did not either. And it was pretty cool that that woman came and they were totally. He was totally shattered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was nice too. Nice yeah, too. I, 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 I didn't know where this book was going to go because the synopsis of this book doesn't give you anything. And, and why did you like originally? <clears throat> um, I. To be honest with you, there was a whole section in Barnes and Noble where there were like books that you have to read, and I looked at that and I haven't read a single one of them. And I was like, "These are the books I have to read." So what's the shortest one? In no, they were all small. They were all small ones. And I was like, "All of these books." It was a stack, and it's just these are the books you have to read in your lifetime. And I looked, and I'm like, I haven't read a single one of these. I got to get one. And I just picked one that had, like, writing in it and literature and mm. some authors. And I, But the synopsis isn't really telling much about the story no, either. Yeah. Um, and, but it's, and, again, and, and his name just seems so much older. So I would have assumed that it was written in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Because, but I agree he's with that. not that old. He might be, like, 70 now. I don't think he's, like, that old of a guy. No. Uh, um, also, I I, th- I think he has another more famous book. Or is he? Like, he can't be older than 70, right? I think he's about 70. Yeah. I would say about 70. Yeah, if you look at pictures of him right now, he doesn't look bad. Yeah, I was, like, expecting, like, somebody that looked like her in some way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, his most famous uh, book is This Boy's Life. Mm-hmm. That's the one that everybody talks about. I haven't read it, obviously. But uh, this is a good book. What's your rating for this book? I think a three. Okay. I'm gonna go three. Okay. I'm gonna do a three point five. I'm gonna do a three point five. I think I think the reason it's not a five for me is um there wasn't much of a plot going on, and at the same time, it's written in the perspective of a younger kid. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't it, the language wasn't impressive. And the plot wasn't quite there. And there were just some things that I felt like were added in there. This almost felt like it needed to be a short story. That's what I feel. Um, yeah, I could see that. Like, it could have been like a... Like yeah, like a collection of his yeah. short stories and this should have been in there. It's very, very good. It's just... I wouldn't say it was something that I would take this book and say, Oh, you definitely got to ri- read another Tobias Wolf book. That's that's just my opinion on it. Um what do, you, what do you feel like this book was missing for you? Yeah, I think the plot was... Mm. It kind of just... Um, it was there, you know? <laughs> it, not much went on, but it was... It wasn't, didn't mean it wasn't good. If, just, if this book was another 100 pages, I would think it's the worst. It's the worst. I, I could, and, yeah. and when the book finished, I thought to myself, oh, oh, perfect. Like, I, I, I couldn't read another well, yeah, 50 it's pages. It's kind of funny how, like, books can do that. Yeah. They're like, man, if, if they added just 50 more pages, like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah, But yeah. since it was, like, 180, it is, ma- you know... It's manageable, it, yeah. It's not, it's not too bad. It doesn't need to be that yeah. long. There are some books where you're, like, you should add another 50 pages, and there are books where you're, like, if you would add 50 pages, I wouldn't have picked this yeah, up. Yeah, look at a book, like, um, that, that Stephen King went, Live at 2263. Yeah. And you're like that probably needed like all the like most for the most. <laughs> it should have went through like four other audit uh, editors, and then they should have just like you know like when the teacher used to do red red yeah, lines yeah. across. Uh, this is an important. <laughs> yeah, I agree though. And uh, Matthew Perry should have had like one page. 
Didn't read it. Thank God. Blessed. Um, never gonna. Never gonna. Yeah, you're going to. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't. I can't. Big fan of his on Friends. That's all I want to know him from. That's it. Um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, follow us on The Men's Pod on Instagram, and we will talk to you guys next time. See ya.